our proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type one lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type one lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the type one lifting podcast. The company's called Liberté lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com. Uh, check out what they have in the store. Use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have an awesome guest. Actually, it's his first podcast, CrossFit athlete, Tudor Magda. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's an honor. I can't believe this is your first podcast. Man, I <laughs> it makes me sweat. I've been dodging it a little bit, but let's just <laughs> do it. Um, let's have some fun. Yeah, so um, how did so how did your name come about? Like, like where, where did your name come from? Um, so I was born in Romania and, um, that's actually a pretty common name there. And so my family didn't know that they were going to move over here to the United States until I was like two years old. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've lived here most of my life, but you know, I still have those roots back home and, uh, yeah. So, um, what was, what was it like for your parents? Like moving from Romania to, did they move immediately to Washington or did they move some some other place? Okay. Immediately to Seattle. And, um, I mean, to be honest, it was, it was a big change. Uh, the lifestyle is way different here, but, um, it was a needed change and it was a blessing for our whole family. Like there's a lot of opportunities. Like if I hadn't moved, then I might not have even gone into CrossFit, stuff like that, just like normal lifestyle stuff that I have now and I take for granted, um, you know, it might not have happened. Yeah. So do you have like any remember, I know granted you're like two. So do you have like any, any thoughts or have like any memories about like moving or anything like that? Not too many memories about moving, but we did, uh, we've traveled many times there since then. Uh, so I've, I'm familiar with the area that I lived in uh, when I was two years old and 
we still have family as well back there. Okay. So for a, like a person that doesn't know, like inside Romania, like I've obviously seen, seen the news and stuff like that. So like, mm -hmm. what is Romania like? It's a, it's more of a rural air, like country. Like there's a lot of agriculture, um, country roads and uh, very sparse cities. And, and, but the, the culture is very homogenous. Like the people are, are open, open arms, open hands, like ready to welcome each other in. And uh, as far as geography goes, it, it, I, it might, it's a little, it's kind of similar to the U S uh, more so uh, up here in the, in the Northwest, but uh, yeah, other, other than that, I, I don't know how to relate it to. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I've never been to Romania, so I've just always wanted to like learn about new things. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah so um, I have a question for you. So it's non-CrossFit related. So my wife Rick and I were kind of like talking it over. So do you, would you put your Christmas stuff up before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? I, I would say after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we, cause we were having like a whole, cause we just moved to a new house. And so she's like, we got to put our Christmas stuff up, just like get it out of the way. And it's like, it was like two weeks before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Can we just wait after Thanksgiving? And she's like, no. So of course I had the happy wife, happy, happy wife, happy life. You know, we put it up there and it's like, okay, next time should we wait? Or, you know, I kind of want to get a census from other people, you know, what their thoughts. I'm not sure. Have you gotten a, a Christmas tree yet? We have two. Actually, no, we have, we have five now. So one for the, one for each one. So Christmas is a big thing for my family. So uh, we have one, one tree for each room of my kids, like both my kids rooms. And then we have two in like the main, the great room. And then we have like a small one. That's like right next to the, right next to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. She goes a little nice. more. So but it, it's, Sweet. it's all right. I'll take it. So a lot of wreaths and like, all this Christmas stuff. And it's just like, it's almost overwhelming to me, but it's just like, okay, you know, you can live with it. Just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not seize the day, seize the opportunity to do it earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. You can, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. True. So, um, you, you just recently win, uh, won the Zello, well, Zello's game. So how, how was that? Yeah. Yeah. I won the in-person, uh, segment of it and it was great. Well-run competition. Um, I've never been in an open announcement, but I would assume that it, it's kind of like that vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it just only good things to say about it. Yeah. So obviously you, you actually went against some like, you know, pretty, pretty elite guys in, in the whole, yeah. like the whole thing. Competition. Yeah. Yep. So like, what, what was it, like going through your mind through the whole process? Obviously, like, were you going in there just to say, like, listen, I want to win this thing, or were you in there just to be like, hey, I just want to tune up a couple things and kind of see where I'm at? You know, honestly, I, I went in there just trying to see where I'm at and just to get some more competition experience, like be on that, be out on the floor in front of a crowd and just perform at my best and uh, make sure that I get those reps in because it's way different than training. Mm -hmm. so this was your ninth actually like in-person event that you've done yeah uh i think my games the games was my ninth and this was like my 10th um yeah 
Okay. And um, with all the athletes there, were they like pretty like welcoming and like, you know, helping each other out or anything like that? Like what was like the environment like in the back? Yeah, it was, it was way more um, welcoming and just warm, I guess, environment. People were talking to each other. I mean, kind of like what you'd expect from an off season event, something a little less serious than, you know, semifinals or the games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, what, and uh, Andrew Hiller was the head judge of that whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what, like, obviously, you you've seen him on YouTube. Like, what is he like actually in person? He's he's a nice guy. Uh, we had a, a few short conversations, but yeah, he's also pretty big in person. He's he's muscular. <laughs> yeah, it's all the TRT he's taken. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um and, and they also did the challenge flag there too which is kind of like the first thing ever they've they've done in a competition so do you think they should actually like you know put that into other events at all so i didn't get the chance to use that um i didn't feel the need to but i did see some people use it successfully and i think that it would be interesting to see it implemented at semifinals or the games. I'm wondering like logistically with more athletes, if that would work out because uh, the judges would have to sort through more, uh, you know, appeals, I guess, but mm. you know, it did work out here with a short, a smaller field. So that would be interesting. I would, I would actually like to see that. Yeah. I can imagine like 20 people like throwing the challenge flag. It'll just take yeah. them like two or three hours just to figure out like, okay, the wraps. Okay. We'll subtract like a bunch of like minutes or like seconds off of your time and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, I can see it as a logistical nightmare, but I do like that. Like, you know, that idea of just like throwing something different into, mm-hmm. you know, you know, an event like that, which was pretty cool. They could have, they could appoint some sort of coordinator for just challenges, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. like just like in the NFL, where they have somebody in New York like looking mm-hmm. over, yeah. looking at this, looking at the um, like in a pre- looking at all the games and just saying, okay, here's a review. Let me look at it and like send it off to the head judge and stuff. The that's funny you say that, like a, a replay sort of like a slow mo. Yeah. Um, actually, this was this actually did Zelos game. So one athlete uh, was finishing their last handstand walk. Yep. And in the middle of the event while people were still finishing up uh, i think her coach and and the, her family were watching the live video back to see because she had, had gotten no repped mm-hmm. and had to go back to finish another uh segment and so they went back and to check that narb and saw that both her hands actually went over the line and so that was like a live in-person replay where she was able to win that challenge so that that was cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was, was, wasn't that Alex Kazan? Cause I, I think I heard her saying that. Cause I guess like she had both her hands in like an elbow hit and then like, yeah, she yeah, had to go back was, and it do it over again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. Like the whole like family's like watching the live stream while they're there and say, no, that's legit. Look, look, look. <laughs> and, and that wouldn't have been able to happen unless they had the challenge flag. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, in like, I, I know if in the CrossFit games or like the, the semifinals, they it's like whatever they call that's that's it, and they don't change it. It stays, and I mean, it, there's always human error. I mean, the judges are pretty professional with how they they do it, but some judge can look at a rep and or in this case, it was the hands going over the line and say, "Yeah, you got that in that split second, or the other could say, "No, no rep, you got to go back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and also like they're they actually paid these 
with the judges too, which is which is huge because I think it'll bring like more professionalism to to CrossFit, which is pretty cool to see. Absolutely, that that was cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so like, do they do they give them like living like um, do they give them like hotel rooms and everything like that, or are they just paid them like? Uh, I I'm not the person to ask. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, they did do some. They did give us athletes a stipend for uh, before we got in Vegas, but. I'm not sure about judges now. Okay. So what are your plans for the winning that cash from the, uh, the event? <laughs> Save it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's have all you, I can do right now. Yeah, have you been saving a lot of your money from like your turn, the, uh, the, the competitions and everything? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to, you know, save it, keep going to the next one, get some more. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big spender to be honest. So. Okay, you, I, that you, helps, I, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So, are you a big investor? Do you like invest in anything? Um, not right now. No, I I mainly just save. I, I I'm a little bit hesitant on the investing side. I have a buddy that's super into that, mm -hmm. and he's trying to help me out. So I'll I'll try to get into it. Yeah, go for the dividend stocks. They 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 actually pay you per quarter, and so just hold on to them long long dis like long term, and you'll get your money back. So no problem. Dividend stocks, got it. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. all I use. Because granted, I'm like 43, so like my whole <laughs> savings retirement is going to be a little different than yours. You could have have mm -hmm. a little bit more risk to yours. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um. When you started CrossFit relatively early, I, th I think from what I read in an article, it was like nine years old that you, s mm -hmm. you started. So like what made you get into CrossFit, first of all? Well, I wasn't doing it full time back then. I was kind of doing it recreationally for fun. Um, I was wrestling. And so I kind of did it for strength and conditioning. And I just thought it was fun, you know, with all the stuff that we get to do in the gym and outside the gym. It was uh, varied and kept me busy so mm -hmm. great yeah. way to spend my time so did you guys actually like use like the like the barbells and weights or something like that or you just use like pvc pipe and like bodyweight movements yeah I, I started out with like the 20 pound uh starter barbell mm -hmm. doing cleans and uh and then we progressed eventually to like the regular 45 pound bar but uh no we didn't just i didn't just use the pvc to be honest i actually did full-on weight training even okay back then. Yeah. Well, for a nine-year-old too, that's, that's impressive. And, and, you know, the doctors were saying, Hey, you got to slow down or, you know, something might happen and stuff like that. But, you know, lo and behold, nothing really happened. You know, it, it just kind of had a progression through the years and uh, my strength was able to improve through the years and it went well for me actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I have my, I've had my three, my four-year-old daughter doing kettlebell swings with a three pound kettlebell. And then my son's doing like using 10 pound dumbbells for workouts and stuff like that. That's so great. That's yeah. awesome. but the thing is like, I don't force them to do anything. Cause it's like literally cause they're seven and four. So it's like, mm -hmm. we do a thing called, I've, I've talked to this before, but we do this thing called next station where we do like 30 minutes of work. And then we mm -hmm. do 10 seconds to figure out what the next station is. And so my kid, I'll have like rings, like hanging off like the door frame in our unfinished basement. And so one of the workouts is my son will be swinging on the, on, on the rings and that's his workout for the half, for like the 30 seconds. And then he'll just like run around trying to find something else to do. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, then my daughter's like picking up the kettlebell and then like, we have like a three pound uh, dumbbells too. She picks those up and she's like, look at my muscles and starts like flexing and stuff like that. And I'm like, gosh, I, I know she's going to be the athlete of the family. Definitely. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's the variance. I mean, kids like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, they they can't do like one single thing except for like look at a computer screen for like forever. But like if they, yeah, like if my son's like all fired up and stuff like that, I'll just throw him outside and he just he's like like twenty minutes later he come back he comes back in he's like perfectly normal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So were you pretty much like a very, I know you'd say you did wrestling and stuff like that. Were you active pretty much like your whole childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I did soccer before that. Um, just always tried to stay active doing a sport. And that's probably why, you know, I like CrossFit because, you know, as a kid, I actually couldn't really sit down to be honest, mm-hmm. like in class, I would, I would get into trouble just making noise and not yep. being able to sit still. So <laughs> Yeah, that's that was totally me. I was just like running up walls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said and, to the principal's office. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, same here. Like, if like I was just like f- like running all over the place, like ADD, like just r- running rampant, and it was just like yeah, and like I that sports was like my thing. It was just a way to like get a get all like you know get all my energy out at all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you other than soccer and wrestling? Did you like any other sports at all? Um, no, those were, were my main sports. I, I dabbled in some flag football, but nothing like full gear, full contact. Uh, yeah, so just wrestling was, if other than CrossFit, was like the biggest focus for me. Okay. So do you think the, um, wrestling and soccer has a great transition over to, you know, becoming like pretty good at CrossFit? Uh, yeah, I would say so. It, particularly wrestling, there's a mental toughness component uh that is rarely duplicated in any other sport like mm-hmm. it's uh, going on the mat and and busting your lungs out just breathing hard mm-hmm. uh for three minutes however much a, a match lasts is is grueling yeah i mean i i've seen some wrestling matches and it's just like god these guys just have so much endurance it's insane yeah yeah and it's definitely that grit too, especially like being pinned to the ground and like trying to like you're out of breath and you just have to like move around and so you don't get pinned. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much like willpower involved for sure. Yeah. So um you you've actually been to the CrossFit games like actually last year, but before that you were in the teens divisions too as well. So mm-hmm. um when did you kind of realize that like, hey, you know, this, you know, I could be pretty good at this? Um I mean, making it my first year in 2017 uh, was pretty cool for me. Like, I, I kind of dreamt of that just to just to make it to see how it is first. And being there at the CrossFit Games, it was kind of like one of my dreams fulfilled, and and I wanted more of it. And then I was like, yeah, let's let's go the next year and mm-hmm. kind of started on this journey of competing. Yeah, and you're you're completely full time right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you have a job or anything like that? Uh, no, not right now. I, I was in school for a while, but I, I'm also trying to figure that out. Like if I move my major or something like that, cause I was in mechanical engineering Okay. and that was a, a pretty high up there grueling major and trying to make it last year with doing that. Uh, I kind of put that on pause just to go through the season and see what I can do. Uh, in my second year as a, as an elite male. Mm-hmm. Now, now you, you can throw up some crazy weight, which is like insane. <laughs> Cause like typically like you don't see, you know, now you're 20, you're 20, but like you're 19 and 20 year olds, like throwing that, like 
amount of weight up compared to like you know you usually see like 25 and 25 year olds and plus higher mm -hmm. up like throwing that weight so where like how did you how were you able to like you know like lift all that weight because it's like it's, it's insane I, I mean i'd attribute it to just over the years doing the movements the olympic lifting movements over and over again like since i was nine years old mm -hmm. um and as well as i had a olympic weightlifting coach her name was sarah throughout my teenage years and she helped me a lot to just refine my technique even though i hadn't developed fully muscularly muscularly yet I still had like a good base to where now that I'm actually starting to feel more comfortable, you know, lifting weights, I can feel uh, that alongside my prowess in the technique aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I, I think at the Zell, uh, Zellos games, I don't know if that I saw it, but it was like over 300 pounds for a snatch. Mm -hmm. What what was yeah, it? I PR, I, I got 322, I think. God damn, that's crazy. <laughs> That is so crazy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I thought I saw like 330, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, if that was right or not, but 321. Thank wow. You, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So what's your, what's your cleaning jerk? Um, I actually haven't maxed out in a while. I would say um, 365 ish right now. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that's, that's, that's insane. Insane. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's unreal. So do you, um, do you do like mainly like strength training from the beginning or when you get towards like, you know, competitions, do you do like more like Metcons and stuff like that? So like, what's a, what's a typical cycle for you? Um, well, from the games to now, it was a little bit different because I mainly worked on technique, especially in the snatch. So I was really glad that I got to test that out at the Zells games. Uh, but you do have to get under some load and, and feel the barbells as you get closer to the competition. So I would say the load progresses the closer you get mm -hmm. uh, to your, the date you compete. Okay. Okay, cool. So um, obviously like being in the teens division compared to the elite men's division, there's like a huge, huge gap. So what, what was your, like, you know, what were your thoughts going into, you know, this past year's CrossFit games as an elite male, like where you was like, obviously there's a lot of learning stuff to it because obviously like you still, it's teens to elite is a completely different animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot that you have to dial in uh, before you can have success at the top. And I would say the most important thing for me to get a grasp on was just that I needed experience. And that's why I stepped onto the floor on, on, at Zillis games and, that's why I'm going to Wadapalooza in January is to just uh, get those reps under me where I can feel what it's like uh, to compete at a competition live. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's different than in, in teens In teens. I kind of got through on like just passion and desire and just like loving the sport. But here you have to take every aspect of your life and have a, have it be professionalized. Like just, you know, your nutrition, your sleep, your training, everything has to be dialed in. And that takes time and it, it culminates in on the competition floor. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, definitely. So are you like Matt Fraser when he like doesn't want to cut an avocado because he doesn't want to split his fingers up? No, I, I wouldn't say I'm that <laughs> extreme, uh, especially right now, not being in the season. But uh, I still just trying to not get hurt by like doing 
you know, going mountain biking or something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not, nothing too, nothing to where I'm like nervous, you know, it gets the butterflies fluttering. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, no skydiving or anything like that. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, um, did you have like, obviously you being at like being in the, in the elite male division, did you have like any people like to kind of take underneath like their wing to kind of like, you know, show you the ropes and stuff like that, or just like help you out with anything? Yeah, I, I have a, one, one of my coaches now, her name's Rory. She's a past games athlete. Uh, she lives in, in Tacoma and which is a, close to Seattle and she's been helping me out and giving me like pointers on how she would do th things, how she would approach things. And yeah, that, that's been a big help for me. Yeah. Any, any shit talking in the back? <laughs> shit talking like with other athletes? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's always shit most of the time, but I would say I'm more reserved. Like I, I don't, go out of my way to say something. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're just like, you're just like in the back corner, just chilling out and just kind of doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your favorite event out of uh, this year's games? This year's games. Um, it's, I think this is almost every athlete's favorite event, but the capital was, was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, them doing offsite events like that is is something special because you're you're going outside the norm of you know being on the at the Coliseum or the North Park, and just the way that the event flowed from the North Park to the uh, Capitol, that that was just really awesome for me. Yeah, how gassed were you climbing up the stairs with that sandbag? Uh, very very gassed, very humbling <laughs> moment for sure. I had to put that bag down quite a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, did you, are you, are you working on like sandbag work now or yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, I actually did sandbag up a set of stairs, uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, nice. How, how yeah. heavy was the bag? It was at 200, the same weight as the games. Okay. How, how many, so was it like going up a bunch of flight of stairs or what were you yeah. doing? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Just, just practicing that, that movement, that style. Okay, cool, cool. So what are some of the things that you took out of uh, competing at the games this year? Um, just kind of one thing was the, to just try and get more experience in the offseason just to feel things out, but also to not kind of ride the emotional roller coaster as much, just to kind of, you know, take every event with like the same attitude and, mm -hmm. and approach it wherever you are at, but heading into that event, you know, no matter what happened before or what might happen after you have to kind of just shut those things off and, and go into it open-minded. Yeah. So did you look at the leaderboard throughout the whole games at all? Or you're just, you're just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately I did look at the leaderboard and, that might be something that I, that I don't do. I, I was okay with looking at the leaderboard and during my teenage years, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get a sense of what was happening. But, you know, I, because the competition is so tight now and there's no, you cannot, you know, have a bunch of events where you're just an outlier at them. Like, cause there's people that are going to be right behind you, uh, no matter what mm -hmm. so now 
it's just like get as many points as possible, no matter what you do your best on every event. Uh, but maybe there, there are some instances where you can look at the leader where like, let's say you're heading into the final event or something and you kind of need to get a bearing on who to beat. Something like that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very cool. So um, you've transitioned to a new coaching team. So obviously a lot of people are saying it, it's a brute team, but it's actually not. So can you kind of, yeah. So can you talk about like who are the coaches and like, you know, what, what, like, you know, and how, what they're doing to help you out? Uh, so yeah, my, one of my coaches, his name was Ed. He was on the competition floor at Zellos with me. Um, just a good friend of mine and, and helped me out a ton. And then, I mentioned her name, Rory. She's in Tacoma. She helps me out with just like how it feels to be an athlete. And, and, you know, I work out there once a week with her. And then uh, I also have two OG CrossFit coaches. Like one of the, they like originated from like 2005. Oh, wow. Their gyms. Like, yeah. uh, so Curtis and Jesse, they, they're both here in uh, Linwood and, bonnie lake and so they just helped me out with like i've been doing strongman sessions there just like new movements odd odd stuff new gymnastics movements they give me a whole bunch of pointers on, on that type of stuff that's awesome so what what made you go to them compared to like all the other like hard work pays off misfit or like comp train like what what made them kind of like the team that you wanted to go to well I well, I attribute some of it to Ed. He he kind of believed in me, kind of built around me, not mm -hmm. just like I didn't, I didn't want necessarily something already established, uh, like too with, with like a too much of a firm hold on the CrossFit space. Like I wanted to kind of try something new. Okay. And and so I'm I'm really grateful that that they were able to. I mean, that they believed in me in the first place and they just kind of like took me under their wing and I have, I have what I have now. Nice. And so do they, uh, do, you, do you guys like sit down together to like set goals for like the rest of the year or like, and if, can you talk about the goals at all? Or you kind of want to keep them hush hush? I mean, you know, goals right now, uh, like an, just kind of a, a way to approach things as the season goes on, like not necessarily thinking of, oh, my goal is to win. Because obviously the goal is always to win. It's always to do the best that you can do. But, uh, you know, as far as what how the season goes and what I want to feel like in every on every step of the way, that's just more so uh, organic. It like flows as the season progresses. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, with with you going to Wadapalooza, so are you, obviously you're going. I think you're going to individual. Did you ever think about like doing the team and individual at the same same time at the same weekend? I, I I didn't think about that. That that would be it would be fun. But I I think that for me right now, individual is where I want to gain the most experience, and I think that it would be fun to watch the teams. That that would be cool too. So. Uh, yeah, right now, plan is to just go individual the first two days and then stay there and, and watch watch my buddy James. He's competing on a team and, and cheer him on. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Very cool. So you were there last year too, correct? 
no, last year I was I was there two years ago in the teen division. Okay, okay. Um, so what is your whole thing about Miami? Like, what do you what do you like most about Miami? Obviously, it's like some really different compared to Seattle, like Washington. So, like, what makes you kind of like go to that competition compared to other ones? I I think the venue, to be honest, that I think it's it's very unique the way they have it set up and uh, you know working out in places like Bayfront Park where you're right in front of the bay mm-hmm. and you know doing rope climbs and then going for a swim that that's just pretty cool that's really cool to me so yeah so the year that you were trying to go that, that obviously this year going into the elite division last year did you get any like FOMO when you were like watching Wadapalooza last year yeah a little bit especially because they had a they had the opportunity to touch like like I was I want to try those things out you know okay okay very cool very cool yeah I've I saw it last year and I like, I have so much FOMO cause I, I want to at least like go down there and like watch it. But like, and I live in Georgia, so it's like, like a two hour plane ride if that. So it's just like, but it's like just taking time away from the family to go watch it for a weekend. It's just like, it's like really hard to do, but like, I've always wanted to go there and like Wisconsin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're I, both humid. Wisconsin yeah. and Miami are both very humid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I live in Georgia, so I'm, I'm used to the heat and everything. So it just, whatever just like brush it off just don't wear black pretty much with with you going to the miami and stuff like that so what are you planning to do in miami are you looking to win the whole thing or just still like working on the skills and just getting more repetitions in um, open competitions um just go in there and attack each event you know as its own individual thing and uh finish the weekend strong those two days and and then have some fun afterward watching the teams. Okay, very cool. Um, so, do you do you have any sponsors at all? Um, we're kind of <laughs> working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you had a sponsor, um, what kind of sponsor are you looking for? Um, I'm I'm just looking for someone that uh, you know, down to earth, you know, sponsored uh, someone I can help me kind of reach my goals like a product that i use on a daily basis or often uh, you know something you know down to earth gritty that, that's kind of my my mo i guess <laughs> okay okay very cool very cool so um were you one of the one of the groups of people that actually wore the tear shoes during the crossfit games uh i i did wear them for a few events but i i don't know i don't know exactly like the group aspect of it well so i guess supposedly they gave like almost every single athlete that wasn't sponsored like a pair of tear shoes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was one of them yeah yeah, yeah. so what did, what did you think about the sneakers they're they're pretty sweet um nice that i like how they're kind of tight at the top and more wider at the bottom okay okay cool like at least like a bigger toe box so you can spread your feet out get better yeah, grip of the yeah. floor yeah 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 Okay, cool. So, um, what are your thoughts on? Um, obviously, they're keeping it in Madison for the next year, this year, but they're moving to um, Alabama mm-hmm. the year after. So, have you ever been to Alabama? And like, what are your thoughts of going to the games in Alabama? I'm, I'm just interested to see the venue. You know, like what what venue they they come up with, and you know, if there's like a pool in that that complex, or what what kind of different event places they they have at that location mm-hmm. if if you think wisconsin's humid 
that yeah. Alabama is ten times worse. Ten times worse. It's just hot, just hot. It, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. You just need you need to train there for like a month or t- two months before you even like go to the games. A month or two. Months. Oh, it is. It is. I'm telling you, it is. It is hot down there. Like stupid hot. It's like you walk <laughs> out and it's like literally you can cut the humidity with a knife. It's just it's just so nasty. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, that's 2024, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a bit of you, you got, away. You got time. You got time. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you you being you know in your 20s, compared to like me being in my 20s, it was a little different. You know, like I would go out and party with my college buddies and stuff like that, and you know, hang out and you know, I'm not condoning drinking alcohol underage. So, but just like, you know, just going out to parties and stuff like that. So, um, obviously like you're, you're in a different, like, like Avenue, different path, you know, in your younger career. So like, what do you, what do you do with your friends to kind of get away from, you know, the CrossFit space? I mean, we, you know, hang out, we have dinners sometimes and just play board games. I mean, I don't, I don't drink alcohol, but you know, I try to have some fun. Yeah. So what are, what are some things that you do that nobody knows about for like, what do you do for fun? Like hobbies? Um, for, for fun or, you know, I like, I like to go outside and bike and hike, but I also, I guess reading is something that is more private that I do. That just kind of gets my mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Do you do you read a lot of like fictional books or anything like that, or is it just like self help books? Sci fi books. Okay, yeah. so there, there's a book you need to read by James Patterson called Toys. Okay. So it's a it's a great sci fi book. So pretty much like it's just think of like Jason Bourne and like and James Bond put together, mm-hmm. and it's like. Toys. Yeah, it is super. It's so weird, but it's like su- it's super cool. You you gotta. It's definitely a quick read too, because like you could just like plow through that book in no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I I recently finished a, a book called Dune. Yep. It's a that was that was an interesting read. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Have you read? The, have you watched the movie? Like the the old. Yes. So you saw the new one. Have you seen the one from like the seventies or early eighties? No, no, I have not. Why is it just? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, it's not bad, but it was like, it was like unreal at the time where it, when it came out and I think it's like four hours long or something like that. I, I forget like it's, it's, it's a long movie, but it's supposedly like, I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's really good. So, so the one from the seventies, what was it like a uh, cutting edge and technology or something like what, mm-hmm. like it was that, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I think it was in the eighties. Don't that yeah? To quote like it, it was in the eighties, but like it was like cutting edge. It was just like this is like this is unreal. This is like amazing, and it's, it's like the the avatar of the eighties. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just like nice. it was like so out there. It was just like this is the craziest sci-fi movie like I've we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like awesome. you might you might get a little bored of it because it's just like I don't. It's like the CGI's and all that stuff. It's like. Mm, I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the book is more cerebral. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. You're mostly going the characters' thoughts and stuff. So, I guess the the movie would kind of be the same a little bit. Yeah. Well, speaking about movies, so like, what kind of movies do you like watching? Do you like watching like? Are you like a big sci-fi guy or like Marvel superhero guy or like what kind no. of? 
No, usually not that much sci-fi. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars and I I guess, but right now it mostly kind of like, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's a category that I like. I just like a bunch of different movies, but not necessarily one genre. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way too. Like I I like I I I like watching the sci-fi stuff mostly, but like a superhero stuff. But like I'll watch like something else, like an action thriller, like horror movies. I really don't give a shit about. It's just I yeah. just not my thing. But like I just like something that will make me think. Like in like Inception when that movie came out, like like my wife and I were just like watching it and we're like. Okay, this is happening, and so now they're going back to another area. Now they're going to back to another area, and like literally, like my wife and I have to like pause the movie and like talk about like you know, okay, what what level are they at now? So it's what like, just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I've, I've watched Inception. I might need to rewatch it. That's a good idea. Thanks yeah. for giving me that idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I'm trying to figure out if uh, I'm trying to remember the last part when they like the, the guy uh, Leonardo DiCaprio spun that yeah. little thing and like it almost fell it. over. And it's like no, okay. it didn't fall over. No, it, it didn't. I, the yeah. top and it didn't fall over, and it's like fell over, but it didn't. So it's like kind of like keeping you in suspense. Like, okay, is this like the legit? Is he like still in like the next universe or whatever, or like yeah. all that kind of stuff? So I love that kind of. I love. I love those kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So um, we're getting close to the end. So I have a couple of rapid fire questions, but to be honest with you, they're not really rapid fire. You could take as long as you want with these. Okay. <laughs> so um. Obviously, it's like the new year, almost to like the new year and stuff like that. So, what are your goals for the upcoming year? It could be like personal, fitness-wise, um, you know, even business-wise. Like, what, what do you got? What do you got planned that you want to hit? Um, I mean, I'm, let's see how to narrow it down. I guess uh, just to perform better than last year, like feel feel better, fitter than last year, is a uh, number one goal, and yeah other than that i mean business wise you know expand further try and do more things like this you know get myself out there and yeah those are those are some pretty good goals okay I, hey I'll, I'll take that so um we kind of talked about it before but uh what is your all-time favorite book um I, recency bias dude was great uh, i've also read oh um there's like this survivalist book mm-hmm. uh, called hatchet and it's a really quick read, but I love that book growing up. Okay. I read it multiple times. Okay, cool. Um, Very cool. Any, yeah. any any other ones? Uh, not that I can think of right now. No. Okay, all, all good, all good, all good. Um, so what is in your gym bag? Uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, something that's uh, in, not in – Another people's gym bag would be, I guess, like gummies. I keep like energy gummies stored all the time, mm. just for quick bursts of carbs. Yeah. So how how long how long is your, your typical training day for you? Is it like full, like you know, three hours here, take a break, and then another three hours? Yeah, something like that. I would say like one and a half to two and a half hours per session, and try and refuel during the session then eat something after the session go for another session okay like okay that. yeah i i uh i keep gummies in like sour patch kids yeah in, in my bag Ma- mainly because when, when i get low blood sugar i need to eat something real quick and so like that has like sugar and all that stuff so i get to eat that and like you know spike my blood sugar up so i guess you can mm-hmm. go back to working out or or actually like drive home without any issues yeah 
So, yeah. Um, so this one's a little deep. So let's just say it's your last day on earth and you have all your friends around you. Um, how do you want people to know you as? um just i mean just a fighter man just you know whatever you know gritty like kind of fighter fighting through whatever life throws at me okay all right cool i like it um so the last question is um where can people reach out to you if they have any questions you know about you know being a young you know crossfit athlete you know and like what what they kind of what to expect is being a being a crossfit athlete um, I mean, I have an Instagram handle tmagda1, and as far that's as far as social media goes, that's that's it. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I wish I I would have said like if I was with the affiliated with like a, a coaching group that's like group, I would have said hey, go to their their page. But right now, just that that's pretty much it. Yeah, you don't have TikTok or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I that that's I just I can't stand TikTok. It's just like it's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, me neither. Yeah, and uh, and it's like it's it's crazy. Like, so do you do you get like crazy DMs at all? I don't think I think I'm lucky in the fact that the craziest is just like just some oh I love you or hard eyes or something. So I haven't gotten anything like super crazy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're not a female so you don't get the the crazies or the, like the uh, the, yeah. the other the other special picks but uh we'll, we'll leave that there but um i just want to thank you for you know coming on the show i really do appreciate you know just kind of learning about you and I, I i'm still like pinching myself that this is your first podcast too yeah. so yeah. um I, I would love to have you back on maybe after Wadapalooza. And the kind of see how it, yeah. see how it goes, see how it goes, and kind of like I definitely want to like, keep in touch with you, especially with throughout your journey. For sure, man. It was it was an honor. I, I'm happy this was my first podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Okay. All right. Sounds good.